Hey friend, if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you're very familiar with the term line eyes, and I imagine you've been accused of line eyes after swearing up and down that a second pink line is starting to develop, but no one else can seem to see it. I also imagine you're very familiar with the line darkening over the course of the next few days, and you proved to your doubtful family and friends that it wasn't just line eyes. But sadly, I imagine you may also be too familiar with the second pink line slowly disappearing just like it slowly appeared in the first place. This is the devastating reality for many of us recurrent pregnancy loss warriors who are all too familiar with the term line eyes. This podcast is for the woman who is hopeful to see the second pink line appear, get darker, and stay darker. This podcast is for the resilient woman who knows she was given this longing to be a mother because she is meant to be a mother. And this podcast is for the woman who is doing everything in her power to fight for her babies. Join me in conversations about the limbo between infertile and fertile, camaraderie through a journey that only 1% of the population experiences, encouragement and inspiration to get through one of the hardest journeys you'll ever go through, and get reminded on a regular basis of the strength and the resilience you have as a fierce mama bear. I'm so happy to have you here, friend. I am Megan Cameron, and this is Lion Eyes. Hey, friends. Welcome to the first episode. I want to welcome you, and I just want to say that I'm really, really thankful that you have come across this podcast, especially if you are going through recurrent pregnancy loss. No one knows or understands the journey until they're going through it. And I found that it was oftentimes hard to find people to connect with who really understood what I was going through. So I hope that this podcast is a source of inspiration and connection and um, empowerment for you. I wanted to start today's episode with a little bit about myself so you can get to know me better and also what I hope that you will find from this podcast. And I also wanted to go through a few of the things that I learned specifically through my journey, just a few tips that I will be expanding on in future episodes of this podcast, but will give you kind of an idea of where I'm going with all of this. To start off, my name is Megan Cameron, and I am a former civil engineer turned fertility mentor specifically for people going through recurrent pregnancy loss. I am not a doctor, and I won't always have the answers because I'm not a doctor, but I've also learned that doctors don't always have the answers. That's one of the main things that I've learned in this journey. So first tip for you, doctors don't always have all the answers. Um, But anyways, I am here to encourage you, to inspire you, to offer bits of education while also empowering you to advocate for yourself and your baby. You are the expert of your body. No one knows your body better than you. So that's my tip number two. (laughs) Anyways, um, so a little bit about myself. My husband and I met the summer between seventh and eighth grade while horseback riding. We became high school sweethearts, and um, we were together pretty much from ninth grade all the way um, until 12th grade, and we even considered getting engaged at our high school graduation, like Corey and Topanga on Boy Meets World. 
<laughs> have you all watched that? Um, yeah, we were kind of obsessed. Anyways, we then went to college and we, after college, we moved to Southern California where we got married. About a year later, after we got married, we decided to start expanding our family. And so we started that whole process. Um, I was so naive back then, literally so naive. <laughs> Anyways, I bet you can remember back to when you first started trying and thought that it would just, you know, be so easy. Anyways, six months later, after starting that journey, we did get pregnant and that pregnancy was pretty much uncomplicated. And I was very, 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 very blessed that it was relatively easy, no complications. And we did have our son. He... I mean, we had some weird things happen, but nothing like what I could have, I, I just never even imagined what could happen. Um, honestly, looking back, the thought of losing a baby never even crossed my mind. I didn't, the, the possibility just never even crossed my mind. And I think that's where a lot of um, society is. Like they just don't even realize it's a possibility until they're going through it. So, um, I say that just to remind you to give people a little bit of grace because they just really have no idea. Anyways, um, moving back to my story, when he was 18 months old, we decided to start trying to conceive again for a sibling. And that's where it all started to go downhill. That journey lasted about three years and during that time, we had five miscarriages. Um, I had one suspected ectopic where I had to take the methotrexate shot to end that pregnancy. And that was the most awful feeling ever. Like I was, it just felt like I was killing my baby. I'm to be honest. Um, and I'm trying not to cry. (laughs) Um, anyways, so yeah, I, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever been through, um, period. And so that was one, one suspected ectopic. And then I had one missed miscarriage where we found out the baby was not, there was no heartbeat and it was not progressing. The sac kept growing, but there was nothing growing inside. So I tried for that one to just let my body handle it naturally. Um, it took even at 11 weeks, it, my body still didn't get the message. So I ended up having to induce that one with medication. The other ones were all pretty early. I generally lost them around five to six weeks, which was a big indicator for some issues that I later had figured out with my research anyways. So Moving forward, during that time, I didn't know it at the time, but I do now, I have ADHD. And if you uh, know anyone or if you have ADHD yourself, you know that a big thing with ADHDers is that you can become very hyper-focused on certain topics. Well, I became very obsessed and hyper-focused on finding answers for why I was losing my precious babies. I could not fathom giving up trying until I was confident that I had tried everything in my power. And so I researched for probably hundreds and hundreds of hours. I ended up building a team of local doctors, not just reproductive endocrinologists, but all kinds of doctors to address the issues that I was finding. 
And then I had to advocate my heart out to get the testing that I needed. And then it didn't even end there. Like I, at that point, still had to advocate for an appropriate protocol to get my, you know, to address my issues. And, you know, honestly, the doctors said that it wouldn't work. It wouldn't make a difference. They flat out told me it wouldn't make a difference. And, but somehow, for some reason, I felt deep down that, that they were wrong. Like I just, from all my research and from just my gut feeling, I just felt like they like I had to try. I just had to try. And that was the only way I was going to feel peace with giving up, um, and moving on was if I had tried everything that I felt like would make a difference. And so we ended up doing one more cycle, trying for one more cycle. And at that point I was like, okay, I have everything in place. So at this point, this is going to be my last time. I couldn't, my heart couldn't handle any more losses. At this point, we were getting pregnant pretty much every time we tried and I would just lose them. And so I couldn't handle any more, but I needed to try all those things that I had put in place. And then if that still didn't work, then I felt more confident and more at peace with moving in a different direction or just, um, being thankful for the one son that I had and just, you know, not having any more children. So that is what I ended up doing. And it was literally my last cycle, guys. It was my last cycle that I was going to be trying and it freaking worked. It worked. We found out on Christmas, (laughs) Trying not to cry. Christmas morning. It was nine days post ovulation. Okay. The earliest, the earliest I had ever gotten a positive was 11 days post ovulation before in my previous pregnancies. And I was testing early because part of my protocol needed something, me to start one of my medications right when I got a positive. And so I was testing early. This time, I had made the change that I knew, I just knew, or I had a feeling would make a difference. And they all told me it wouldn't make a difference. I just had a feeling. So I, I, I woke up Christmas morning and it was only nine days post ovulation. And I was like, you know what? I was, (laughs) I'm going to try this. I was kind of worried about trying it because as you know, like if you get a negative, like it can ruin your day. Like you can just dive down into a pit of despair if you test too early and you get a negative. So I would, I knew that there was a risk of that happening on Christmas and I really kind of didn't want to do it. But then for some reason, I just had this feeling like someone, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just had a feeling that I needed to test. So I tested at nine days post ovulation and you guys, there was the faintest, faintest line. Okay. Faintest line. I showed my mom because my mom was spending the night with us there so she could be with us on Christmas and she saw it, but I was kind of worried that it was line eyes (laughs) to be honest. So then I showed my husband and he didn't see it. So I don't know if you guys have ever been through that where your husband's like, no, there's nothing there. No, there's nothing there. Well, it always turns out that when there is some, when I see something there and he doesn't see something there, a couple days later, it's, 
it was there. So anyways, um, I digress. <laughs> anyways, so he didn't see it. Um, but my mom and I did. So as the day went on, I kind of was hopeful and I ended up testing later on that day, which I never usually would do because I always felt like you needed to use the first morning urine and, um, it would, it would, if it was that faint in the morning, I was afraid that it wouldn't show up later on. But for some reason I felt pulled to do it again. So I tested again and you guys, it was darker. It was darker. And my husband saw that one. So anyways, that's, that was the beginning of, um, my journey with my rainbow baby, which was also filled with anxiety and stress, which we can, we will talk about in, um, other episodes, but anyways, yeah. So that is kind of my, um, background story. And, um, my rainbow baby is now one year old. I cannot believe it. But through all of that, some of the things that I want to encourage you to do and some of the things I want you to know in this journey that I have learned is one that you need to be an active part of your medical team. I want to encourage you to be an active part of your medical team. Don't just sit back and let them make all the decisions and tell you everything. You know, you can do your own research and you can actually bring ideas to the table and you can be an active part of your team. You can collaborate with your doctors. You can collaborate with them. You guys can be a team. You can be an effective team, okay? And I want you to ask hard questions. Ask the hard questions. Don't feel like you are being a burden. You are hiring them. They are working for you. So ask the hard questions until you feel confident in their responses and the direction that you're going in. Okay? Ask those hard questions. And then I also want you to advocate when you really feel like something needs to be explored further. I'm not kidding, you guys. Like, if if one doctor is just brushing it off, you know, keep asking that doctor um, questions about this issue or get a second opinion, get a third opinion, get a fourth opinion, do whatever you need to do to feel confident in the responses that you're getting. Okay. And then I also want to encourage you to listen to your body and I want you to believe. I want you to believe if I truly feel like if this this desire is in your heart. It's there for a reason. Okay. I want you to keep hope alive and I want you to believe. I know it's so, so hard when you get into those, um, low points in this journey. It's so hard guys. It really is, but I want you to keep a hope alive. Okay. Keep it alive. And when you get, if you ever get to the point where you can't carry that hope anymore, I will be there for you to carry it, okay? I will hold on to it until you're ready to carry it again, seriously. I want you to treat yourself with grace and respect, and I want you to feel confident in getting answers. You guys, do not be okay with just unexplained recurrent pregnancy loss. There's a reason this is happening and you can keep trying to find answers. And then, you know, those answers lead to protocols and things for you to try. Don't just sit there and keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result when nothing is being changed. Like the same thing is just going to keep on happening. So I want you to feel confident in getting answers. And I really, really 
truly want you to take care of your mental health along with your physical health. I know we focus a lot on our physical health during this journey, trying to do every possible thing we can do to increase our chances of success. But your mental health is just as important. And I want you to get seek the help you need for mental health. I need you to, I want you to, you know, seek a therapist if you don't have one. Find one that specializes in, you know, miscarriages and losses and um, birth trauma, stuff like that, 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 you know, they, they know, they have a better understanding of what we're going through. It makes a world of difference. And um, find support groups too. One of my goals later on is to create um, a support group specifically for recurrent pregnancy loss. So I hope that will be a good source for you. And one thing that I'll talk about later on is to try and challenge those thoughts that we have. It's totally an, another topic for another episode, but I do want you to try and think of the positive with the negative so that it's not just so, so heavy. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of strength. But you know what? One thing I'm learning from this whole process and this whole journey is that we're freaking warriors, okay? We are warriors. Oh, man. Seriously, you guys. To be able to go through this whole process, it takes a lot of strength, you guys. So I want you to remember that. I want, And when you think that you're not strong enough, I want to remind you that you are stronger than you even know, and you're going to see it eventually. If you don't see it now, you will, but I I see it in you. I see how strong you are, and I see how wonderful of mothers you already are. Oh my gosh. Okay, so sorry. Um, Those babies, your angels, they feel your love every single day, okay? They do. And they see everything that you're doing for them and for their future siblings. So I just want you to know that you are so, so strong, okay? And um, anyways, I am going to wrap this up today. I just wanted you to get to know me a little better and to know what this podcast is going to be about. Um, I have so many topics in the works, um, everything from specific reasons for miscarriages, things that doctors often miss, tests that you should request and like what they mean. I am going to be talking about mental health issues. Um, Some of the topics I have include, you know, coping with announcements and um, how to respond to strangers' comments or even comments from family and friends because Lord knows those can be really hard. So many topics I have in the works. Um, so keep on listening and follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Journey with Confidence. I am so happy you are here and I am so thankful that you found this podcast. And I look forward to spreading some awareness and some education and encouraging you and empowering you to advocate for yourself and your babies you will find that it is such a valuable skill for life. I am so happy you're here, friend, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. I am so thankful to be able to spend this time with you to share in this journey and to help lift you up. If you found value in this free podcast and are interested in winning a free session with me to help gain confidence in the next steps of your journey, 
It would mean the world to me if you could head on over and leave a rating and review. Five stars would be amazing, but I truly just want to hear what you love about this podcast so I can see how I can continue to serve and encourage you. If you want that free session where we can brainstorm next steps in advocating for you and your baby, be sure to snap a screenshot of your review and send it over to Megan at journeywithconfidence.com. That's M-E-G-A-N at journeywithconfidence.com. I will be choosing one winner at the end of each month, so go ahead and do that now. Just a quick comment about what you love and a rating. And if you don't need that extra boost in confidence in your journey, a rating and review would still mean the world because reviews are the best way to get this podcast in other women's ears who may need to hear it. So you're not just helping me, but you're also helping other recurrent pregnancy loss warriors who may be struggling through this journey. Thanks again, friend. I look forward to all the amazing things you have to say, and I look forward to spending more time with you and giving you another dose of encouragement and connection again next Wednesday. Always remember, friend, I'm rooting for you, and I hope this week treats you well.